Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, did himself no favors when he embraced the idea that we should learn about critical race theory. At the time, what I said was, I don't mind you studying critical race theory. I mind you implementing critical race theory. But we've seen the military get more woke and woke. And maybe paying attention to these other things meant they weren't paying attention, keeping their eye on the ball, which is how you get Americans out of Afghanistan, because we have left, as you know, Americans behind. And it doesn't matter how Jen Psaki or Ned Price or John Kirby, all different spokespeople for different groups of the government, want to spin it. What matters is we left people behind now that's just one of many many things we have to be looking at in our in our military exactly what burden does the military have here was it their fault or was it really the administration's fault and the military wasn't put in the best position to survive and thrive and build and create opportunity to get everybody out and how could it possibly be that we have a military that is in the best position if we have leadership like the chairman of the joint chiefs mark milley who are not engaged in creating a better military, but rather using a military for social justice purposes. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz, and find it all at TonyKatz.com. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd District, has introduced an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act, known as the NDAA, to ban the teaching of critical race theory in the military. And, sir, before we get to your amendment, you saw Joe Biden speak to the country. The evacuation is over. The greatest airlift in history. We ended the war. In many cases, people seeing it as trying to take a victory lap. What was your take on the president's speech just the other day? Well, Tony, it was sickening. Uh, we still have hundreds of Americans who are trapped behind enemy lines. We have uh, probably thousands of Afghans who actually got a special immigrant visa who are still in the country while they evacuated tens of thousands of Afghans who didn't have a special immigrant visa. They evacuated them. They evacuated the wrong Afghans out of the country, and they didn't bring every American home. And you have the president and the Democrat Party declaring victory. The, the chair of the Democrat National Committee sent out a press release saying that this president did what no other president could do, as if he's some kind of hero. They use it as like a political point, a press release, almost like a, a fundraising shtick. Give money to the Democrats because Joe Biden did what, what uh, Obama and Trump uh, said they would do but couldn't do and, and uh, declared victory, even though they left hundreds of Americans behind. It's sickening. You sit on the uh, Armed Services Committee in the U.S. House of, of Representatives. You are a little closer to this. You having served uh, in, in Afghanistan. We certainly heard of, of people wanting to go back, engage in rescue missions. You tell me, is it even possible for the U.S. military to engage in quote-unquote rescue missions, never mind outside sources and forces? Well, there are some private outside groups who are trying to go in, uh, retired special operations forces who are now civilians trying to go in and, and evacuate Americans. But, Tony, what we're hearing from them on the ground is the, the State Department won't give them clearance and allow them to go in and land and bring American homes back home. It's almost like they don't want it. They don't want it to happen. They want to leave these Americans stranded 
for some reason. I, it doesn't. It's it's baffling. It doesn't make any sense. But furthermore, with with ending the the military mission again, we all we all wanted to bring uh, this war to an end and bring every American home. But the way this administration botched it, leaving a hundred hundreds of Americans behind enemy lines uh, in the wake of. Uh, a Taliban takeover with a with a rise of ISIS, leaving these Americans in a, in a perilous, dangerous situation. Something that's never happened in American history before, and, and Joe Biden is ultimately accountable for it, and he should be held accountable for it. Talk to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana Third District. How much of this is the military not having their eye on the ball versus coordination that should have happened through state? And or the White House, or do I have where the coordination should have been confused? Well, it's a matter of priorities, to your point. I mean, when, when Joe Biden became president on January 20th, he instructed the Pentagon to rid extremism from the ranks. And what happened immediately was the, the military went full force into what they called a stand down. I mean, not, Tony, a lot of people aren't talking about this right now, but, but you can draw the line directly back to the, the stand down. I mean, they spent like the first 90 days on Joe Biden's watch, uh, forcing uh, the troops to go to extremism training and sort of this uh, the, the, the social uh, uh, and political programs within the military. I mean, as I said in the committee last night, I said if, if, if General Milley and Secretary Austin and all these generals would have focused more time on their plans to eva- safely evacuate Afghanistan, spent more time on that than, than, than pushing anti-Americanism, critical race theory, so-called ridding extremism from the ranks, then the situation in Afghanistan, I think, would be a lot different today. I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, you can't, no, nobody can claim that it was not a mistake to close down Bagram Air Base, for example, or to make the decision to evacuate the military before you evacuated Americans and the $85 billion of military equipment that we left uh, behind that fell into the hands of the Taliban. I mean, these are just foolish decisions on the part of the administration, but it also tells us that, that the military was not focused on what they should have been focused on. I mean, that, that's just a fact, and I, I think a lot of it is that a, a mixed-up a mixed set of priorities that this administration set out on January 20th when Joe Biden became the commander-in-chief. So you then set out in the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, offering an amendment, as you said, and I'm quoting you, in the House Armed Services Committee to ban racist critical race theory teachings in our military. So is the issue with critical race theory in the military is that it's racist or that it takes our eye off the ball? Well, it's not just critical race theory. It's, it's, it's literally preaching anti-Americanism to people who put on the uniform and take an oath, just like I did, saying that I will defend and protect the Constitution of the United States of America, knowing that it, it, by taking that oath, just like 13 heroes last week, any of us who took that oath and put on the uniform, we know that we could be sent into harm's way and maybe ultimately pay the, the ultimate sacrifice, right? So at the same time that you're, you're preaching an ideology that tells soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines that the Constitution is racist, which is what Ibram X. Kendi's book literally says, that the Constitution is racist, and he had the highest-ranking admiral in the Navy tell every sailor they should read this racist book, uh, this ridiculous book on how to be an anti-racist that's written, that says that America is inherently racist and evil. How, how do you expect men and women to put on the uniform, take an oath and say, swear to uphold, defend, and protect the Constitution of the United States of America, and at the same time, 
you're telling them that the Constitution is racist and that America is inherently evil. That is not sustainable. It's not sustainable to, to preserve this great country if you're preaching this anti-American ideology. And there are cases, as you mentioned a little bit ago, I mean, that at, at the military academies, we have examples where this ideology has been taught, even though General Austin, the Secretary of Defense, claimed that it wasn't being taught. It is being taught at our military academies. So my, my, my amendment was simple last night. It says it, it didn't name critical race theory, but it spelled out the tenets of critical race theory. You can't preach an ideology or push an ideology on our troops that tells them that America is evil or fundamentally racist. At the end of the day, not, not, a, not a country that's worth fighting and dying for. This gets into the conversation, sir, talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. This gets into the conversation of the purpose of the military. And I am one of the people who argues that the military is not a tool for social justice or social change. The military has a specific job and, and purpose. We often also hear about the difference between those men and women serving and those in the leadership. Where does it change? Where does it change from the idea that the people who are actually serving are these good people who love their nation and that when they get into the position of being a general, they lose all sense of, of, of rationality? It, it has to start earlier is my position. Uh, am I right or am I wrong? Well, I mean, it starts with the commander in chief. I mean, the command that we have a we have a tradition in this country where the, the, the United States president is the commander in chief, the civilian head of the military. I mean, it was like a, I talked about this last night in our debate. I mean, by the way, we were, we were in the committee room for 18 hours till about two 30 in the morning. And this was one of the debates that took you know, hours of our time yesterday debate. And it's worth, it's worth hours of our time. But I, I debated this, that, that um, it was like a, a, a light switch went off on January 20th. All this, all this garbage was always out there. Critical race theory was there, but, but when Donald Trump was commander in chief, it wasn't a full frontal, uh, a, attack on the military of of, of social uh, reengineering using the military as a political tool. It just didn't happen when he was commander in chief because he stood against it. But when Joe Biden became the commander in chief, it changed. And furthermore, you have a whole higher higher a hierarchy within the United States military led by you know General Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, who infamously said in the same committee room that I was in uh, all day yesterday, talked about how he wanted to he was defending critical race theory and how he wanted to know more about white rage, as he put it. If you have the top general in the entire United States uh, military saying that uh, and giving permission to other generals or even junior officers all up and down the, the ranks of the, the, command, the, the chain of command, Tony, you're, you're, you're building a generation of other generals and military leaders who think they can get away with the same thing. That, that's why we got to put a stop to it right now or we're going to see more examples of this type of uh, social engineering, uh, politicization, and anti-Americanism being pushed out on our troops. Are you getting pushback? Are you getting pushback from the uh, members on the on the political left, or, or even members in your own party? Well, it was a party line vote. Um, it, it was interesting last night. I mean, I thought there might be a few uh, Democrats who like to talk like they're a moderate. Uh, when they go back to their districts, who would say enough is enough. I'm going to take a stand uh, for America. I'm going to take a stand against uh, anti-Americanism being pushed on our troops. And it was a party line vote. I think 30, 31 Democrats voted against it. 28, Repo every Republican, even Liz Cheney, who sat next to me yesterday, 
voted uh, to ban critical race theory. So was the that awkward, by the way? Republicans get it. Democrats are defending critical race theory. Was it was it awkward sitting next to Liz Cheney? No, not 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 a, not at all. But it was a long day, eighteen hours. Before I let you go, sir, um, one of the things that we've been talking about about Afghanistan is whether or not we need to rethink the idea in terms of in in regards to foreign policy of uh, forward troops of of light footprints, as Senator Ben Sass and others have discussed. Is this something that we should be seriously considering now in the wake of what has happened, regardless of what Joe Biden has done wrong? Is there a idea that the United States with forward forces and light footprints in multiple spots has to be the standard bearer? Well, we learned over 20 years that nation building doesn't work. We're, we're, not, at, we're, not, we're not in that business. We shouldn't be in that business. It failed. But I've always been a believer, Tony, that if we're going to eradicate ISIS-K, who wants to directly attack America and our allies, then we, we, we need a light footprint of special operations forces in places like Afghanistan to get that done. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean continuing the failed efforts that we've been involved with. And, and frankly, Donald Trump set us down this course to end the nation-building uh, 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 tactics in Afghanistan. He had, he had a, a footprint of 2,500 troops. But if we left special operations forces, counterterrorism focused troops in that region with ISR capabilities, intelligence capabilities, so that we can quickly take out uh, those, uh, uh, especially ISIS-K, Al-Qaeda fighters who want to directly attack America or Americans, then we're in a lot better position with that than where we are today. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, I appreciate you taking the time, sir. We've got more coming up. I'm Tony Katz.